The following podcast contains massive amounts of nerd. Overconsumption of nerd may result in loss of friends, lack of hygiene, living at home, eating lunch in the library, fear of girls, pocket protectors, wedgies, massive weight gain, massive weight loss, wow addiction, loss of social skills, going to Dragon Con, anti porn, posting on B, massive toy collections, and other general badassery. Please consume nerd responsibly. Do you have some sort of intergalactic space phone no, that no, you no. call up your buddy on and just go, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Film Find. I'm Adam Portress. Now, we've been gone for a week, but uh, basically because no one really wanted to go see The Great Gatsby. And uh, let's be honest, who could blame them? Uh, but we are back. We're back. And, uh, you know, Iron Man 3 kind of kicked off the summer, but we uh, this is like the second big movie of the summer. It's so weird to see big movie, small gap, even though Gatsby made a decent amount of money. But a small gap, and then another big giant blockbuster for the summer. So today we're going to be uh, discussing uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, and I am here with my guest, a good friend of mine. Uh, this man has come out and like he supported me in my horrible, horrible endeavors on many a time, and therefore <laughs> I am very grateful to this man, Sean Keenan. Welcome to the Film Find, sir. Thanks, Adam. It's good to be here. Uh, Sean, tell everybody a little bit about uh, what you do, so they can kind of get a little background on you. Sure. Um, my, my, my day job, I work in an uh, art department on film and television shows. Right now, I'm working on a show here in Charlotte uh, that is a uh, – uh, I'd rather not say what the show is because I had to sign a confidentiality agreement. But it's a, uh, it's a show that's shot here in Charlotte. Um, and basically what I have to do, my job is making everything look pretty on set for them to shoot. <clears throat> um, and I've been doing that for uh, for almost twenty years now. And I I, I also work as a uh, as a comic. I, I started a show uh, five years ago called the Robot Johnson Show, and uh, we have a we have a show tonight. In fact, and uh, it's it's been slowly gaining ground um, where we're selling out shows now. Finally, finally, <laughs> after five years. Hey, you know that's and that's that that's how everything kind of goes. You start from the bottom, work your way on up, and uh, hopefully, hopefully get to the top. I don't know, it sounds stupid, but yeah, we're gonna be doing that. We're gonna be talking about uh, we're gonna be uh, talking about Star Trek. Uh, you big uh, big Trek fan there, Sean? Well, you know it's funny. I I, I hate the old show. I mean, I hate <laughs> you know, and I know that's sacrilegious to say. I have to believe that you're actually in a spaceship in order for me to like your show. You don't buy the cardboard sets. I hate it. I hate it. I think that, you know, Shatner, I mean, Shatner's a national treasure, but Shatner is a, a, is, is a horrible actor. He's awful. Um, just look at his work on T.J. Hooker and tell me what a great actor he is. <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 do like, I do like Next Generation. I thought that was a pretty good show. Um, uh, I, I really didn't get into any other incarnation of the show, but the the last movie, uh, I loved it. I thought, uh, you know, the, the clockwork on that movie, having to make that the the the, the tightrope walk of 
we need to make something interesting that kids will actually like and enjoy, and we have to make all the Star Trek dorks happy too. And I think that they totally and utterly nailed it. I mean, yeah, you're going to have some problems with with the movie because you're going to have problems with every movie. But man, I, I really love I really love that first one, the first Star Trek yeah. with Pine and, and Quinto. Yeah. All right. So yeah, somebody coming from a good Trek fan, and uh, we'll do a little bit of that. We're uh, but first up, we're gonna actually we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna come back. We're gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna talk about the announcement that we just made uh, for the film find, and uh, I'm gonna talk about that. Then we're gonna do a little what you've been watching. Uh, we might play a little uh, a little game, a little IMDb game, as uh, we did unsuccessfully last time. But this time, it's I gonna s- be huge. I won't. Betrayus, it's gonna be huge this one. I won't. It's gonna be giant. I swear I won't screw it up again. <laughs> I really screwed it up last time by pretty much saying the name of the movie. Uh, <laughs> but we're gonna do that, and then we're gonna delve into uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, Laura should be here later. Got caught up in a little bit of traffic, but we decided let's go ahead and start this sucker up. So uh, we're gonna take a little break. Come back. I'm gonna talk about the uh, 2001 screening that we have coming up, and then we're gonna do a little what you've been watching. everybody welcome back uh let's talk real quick um we've been teasing on the podcast and probably most of you have seen it by now if you follow us on facebook or uh or the podcast itself because we put out a little video podcast of it um and if you don't for heaven's sake what why why are you still here go to the filmfind.com hit the uh subscribe to itunes button subscribe on youtube we're trying to put out some more video content do things like that but uh so we've been teasing it for a while that we were going to be putting on uh well we didn't even say what we were doing but uh as it turns out we are doing a screening of stanley kubrick's 2001 a space odyssey june 20th at the amc at concord mills in uh, charlotte uh this is going to be a real fun time we're doing it uh, through a site called tug.com and uh, if you pre-sell X amount of tickets, then the show gets to happen. And uh, you know, we we're just in the early stages, and we're doing we're going to be doing. I'm trying to get out and do some more promotion and things like that. So uh, keep that in mind. But it, go ahead and do it. I mean, if you don't really have the funds in your bank right now, don't even worry about that because they don't even bill you to like the 17th, I think. So you know, go ahead and just reserve those tickets so people know that there is interest in this film. film. Uh, to get to that link, just go to thefilmfind.com and look on the left-hand side of the page and click Buy Tickets. It'll direct you right to that page. Hit Reserve Tickets, and boom, there you go. And uh, at this screening, uh, I'm going to be there. Matt's driving all the way up from Atlanta to come, and uh, we're going to be doing that. Uh, we're going to be giving away uh, door prizes. We're going to introduce a movie now. If you're, um, if you're like me and you... You love going to the movies, but at the same time you hate going to the movies because of the assholes that are at movies. Uh, you're going to love this screening because I'm running this. All right, This is my show, and there will be no cell phones. There will be no talking. People will be th- physically thrown out of the theater. I will, I will do that. That is a promise that I'm giving to you people. Just don't worry about that shit. It's going to be great. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you don't get a chance to see Kubrick films on the big screen that much, much less 2001, which is arguably, and I don't, I don't know who would argue, Stanley Kubrick's most visual film. 
And to see that, you know, projected on the big screen, unfortunately, we tried to get a 35 millimeter print. We couldn't do that, but we do have a uh, a, uh, a digital print of that coming. And uh, I'm not, I'm still trying to confirm whether it's two or 4K. But that's a whole other uh, discussion right there. But do that. So just go to thefilmfind.com, look on the left-hand side of the page, click Buy Tickets, boom, you're done. Uh, so please come out for that. Uh, we're really, really pumped about that. Um, okay, so let's delve into a little bit of what you've been watching. Uh, Sean, have you seen any uh, anything, any movies, TV shows, or anything that you've liked in the past couple of weeks? Well, yeah, I've uh, uh, I've been watching. There was a, a show on. There's a cartoon on Disney Channel called Tron Uprising. And uh, it just came to Netflix, and it, it's 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 amazing. It's beautiful. The voice talent on it is amazing. Uh, like Elijah Wood is the voice of the lead character. They somehow were able to get Bruce Boxleitner to do his, his, the Tron voice again. Hmm. Paul Rubens is in it, and Lance Hendrickson. I mean, it's amazing, and it's beautiful. The problem is, is that it only had one season, and the reason why is because kids would just instantly fucking hate this thing when they look at it. I mean, it's, it is exactly not what they want, but if you are, you know, a Dorcas Malorcas and, and, and you have like an odd affinity to Tron, like I hate the Tron movies. The Tron movies are awful, but I love them at the same time. I I, I can't help it. I can't help it. That last movie is an abortion and I I had to watch it anyway because I, I just love Tron. I can't explain it. It's like a kid thing. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, the, the the cartoon is actually the best thing that they've ever put out with Tron, and it's it follows Elijah Wood's character, and and, and they call him the Renegade, and he works with, he works to, in tandem with Tron to try to, to 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 save the grid from Clue from the second movie. Remember the the Jeff Bridges animatronic right. character that they had? It, it just looks awful. It looks so bad. In the cartoon, it looks a lot better because you know it's a drawing, and and, and it's good. And I, I'm I'm so compelled by this show. It's I'm not even embarrassed to say how much I love it. It's awesome. It's hmm. awesome. It's be, it's better than any other movie that they've put out. And and I'm, am I right that they're making a third movie? Too? Are they? I wasn't. Oh boy. I thought I heard that in the pipeline that they're making a third one. I, I don't understand why it's not like kids are lining up to see Tron. I mean, you know, m- maybe because of the the super cool synth music that plays underneath it. I don't know. Yeah. But they're, they're making a third one. Uh, if it's anywhere even remotely close to as good as Tron Uprising, then they, they've got something good on their hands because it really is great. That was a big problem for me. Was that like you know with the with the Tron movies is that there there was no story. The story was absolutely terrible. It was like I I I think Tron and Tron Legacy are very similar in the way that they when they came out. Uh, when Tron came out, it was like oh my gosh, like the sound, like the music was crazy, and the visuals were something that were like way ahead of its time for the time. Yeah, and that's what people were so very impressed by. But if you really go back and look at the story, the story's awful. Yes, it I th- it's like what people thought computer nerds were kind of di- kind of doing, but like put it in more you know virtual. Like we can make this nerd shit tangible, and people will like it. And, and right. it didn't work. It's like it made no sense. It's like it's something that could have been cool, but never really got there. And I right. think that was a lot with what Tron Legacy did. Was it came out the music? Was, uh, that's what I love. I like the music and the uh, visuals were amazing in that movie, but right. like. It's like I said, you know, you can you can date the hottest woman on the planet, but if she's dumb as nails, you know, who cares? Because you're, well, you're not going to be doing all of that all the time. You got to talk to them at some point. 
You're right. You're you're right about all that. The the, the there's the you know I, I forget how super fun the, the 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 cycles are though. You know, I mean, because when you see them, that motion of jumping up and the and the and the bike forms around them, and you're like, man, if I can remember being ten and just going, man, that's the coolest thing I've ever yeah. seen. And the, and they kind of get that feeling right in the in the in the cartoon where where it's like oh wow that really is a neat thing and they they get to explore more of it because it is about character development and it is about story instead of hey isn't this a really cool thing that we can do with a computer exactly yeah uh, you know um, uh, when I get a 3D TV I, I will be buying <laughs> Tron Legacy on 3D Blu-ray so I can watch it in 3D because it's it's cool to look at I mean it's that's what I would put in as a demo to people just be like look you don't have to worry about the story you don't have to worry about where we are in this just watch this cool shit how, so how, but how far away realistically is actual honest to god 3D TV where you don't have to wear those stupid glasses I mean how far away is that I think they said it's not like they're they were I don't, don't want to say it was CES this year they were kind of demoing some TVs that that you didn't have to have glasses with so I think uh, the big problem that they really have to solve is the sitting anywhere within the room kind of thing Sure it's like most of them it's like if you can sit dead on you're good and it looks good, but like if you're off access by like you know twenty degrees, it's, you're out of luck. Right. So well, the only way I'm ever gonna have a 3D TV is if it, it's like Minority Report shit, where you know, like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 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 moving stuff around in the air with my hands. That's the only way I would ever do it. And, oh, this Tuesday, they're talking the new Xbox. God only knows what they're gonna be doing. Oh, really? That's this Tuesday. The yeah, new yeah. Xbox? They're gonna wow. be they're gonna be doing that stuff and. I saw some – they had some Microsoft tech demos. I know this isn't movie-related, folks, but fuck off. It's my show. Um, they had some Did like – you just tell me to fuck off? I'm telling the audience to fuck off. Oh, if, they're, if, they're going, if they're going, why are you not talking worse. about movies? What are you talking about? That's worse. I love them. But to fuck off. I love them. Get the fuck off. <laughs> Sean, fuck off. Now, listen. Okay. But they have this uh, – they showed a tech demo of like the kind of quote-unquote new connect thing that like spread out. It like had a projector built into it or something. Wow. Spread awesome. out and like – like your room became like an extension of the game. So you're standing in the game, basically. Basically, I don't I, I don't know how it works or what they're going to do to implement it, but it looked like the idea seemed completely just just bitching us. Like, what are they going to do with this? Man, if I can ball up a piece of imaginary paper and imaginary throw it away and it's gone, man, that's just the coolest thing. <laughs> I always thought, like, you know, for like, you know, back when I had the thought when the uh, Wii first came out, I was like, wouldn't it be awesome if there was like a game that involved like your, you know, you could hide behind the couch, you could just basically <laughs> time crisis your couch in and you just that- pop out and shoot stuff and then pop back under and they can't shoot you and they can, I don't know. That That's a really idea. great idea, but that would make that would make the enemies in that game really stupid if they didn't know that you were hiding behind the couch. There's yeah. a couch. Let's run around the couch and just shoot this guy. <laughs> He's right behind the couch, you guy. <laughs> let's just all right. That's we, we, it's like it's literally four feet. Why are we just standing here and dying one after another? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I just saw seventy eight of my friends die, and I don't know any more to step off to the side and flank this bitch around the couch. We are really bad. We at are this. the worst henchmen ever. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, now back to movies. <laughs> what I've been doing lately, uh, I watched a Star Trek movie recently, but I will kind of save which Star Trek movie uh, I've been watching until we get into uh, spoiler territory for uh, Into Darkness. Uh, but I do want to talk about a movie I saw a couple weeks ago. Um, this is the first film from David Cronenberg's son, 
uh, called Antiviral. Brandon Cronenberg directed this, wrote and direct uh, Antiviral. Uh, let's say this: the uh, the apple does not fall far from the tree in the Cronenberg family for sure. Uh, very body horror type thing, which you know Cronenberg is very well known for. Um, essentially, the movie is about a uh, it's it's in the kind of slight future, I, I, I suppose we could say. Fifteen minutes into the future. Fifteen minutes into the future, they have. Um, like uh, celebrity has become like a giant thing in the future and everybody wants to be closer to their celebrities as they possibly can be. And so they've come up with a way of taking viruses from celebrities and then implanting them into people that want to pay exorbitant amounts of money for them. So yeah, essentially what they do is they inject viruses and you're right, actual viruses into people that are willing to pay for them. Like uh, viruses like herpes. Like, literally go and say, oh, this celebrity had herpes. Implant that into my cheek, please. Wow, really? And and it's like, and the people are getting these diseases, and it's it's very, it's so weird. And I, and I don't even know that I really know what I think about it yet. I want to go back and watch it again. Um, it's, like I said, it's a very Cronenberg-esque movie, so it's, you could, I, I wish he would have, done this instead of whatever i talked about cosmopolis a couple of weeks ago and i couldn't get more than five minutes into that because of the horrible horrible blue screen right i'm like you can't key any better than that fuck off i don't care um no i heard your i heard your review yeah, you on know? i i found it insightful yeah, i do what i can five minutes of like <laughs> screw you buddy and uh, <laughs> but uh yeah so uh, but yeah definitely check it out uh i think it's still on demand right now perhaps i'm not 100 percent sure but it'll probably be out on uh you know blu-ray and stuff uh fairly quickly but uh yeah brandon cronenberg's antiviral uh if but you so, like, so did you like it i mean was it a good movie did like, you like, I, it? like i said overall i think i liked it i i didn't love it uh-huh I wanted to love it, and, and and I ended up just kind of liking it. I think I need to maybe see it one or two more times, and I'm. It's one of those that it might become a love it movie. Oh, later you mean? Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's it's cool because like there's a rogue guy, and he like he tries to make uh, they can kind of reverse these uh, reverse engineer these viruses and make like custom ones and all this other kind of shit. And uh, there's a whole lot of black market stuff going on it, it's an interesting film i don't know if it's a great film but uh yeah so that that's that and uh would you look who just walked into the room laura's here hi laura hello oh all right so uh have you been watching anything this week did you watch anything uh movie wise not really but more television you know keeping up with game of thrones i watched the office uh series finale i still haven't night. got i still watched that don't spoil that oh, i wasn't i wasn't gonna spoil anything but I, it, that's did you like did you like the ending of that was it good because i haven't seen it yet was it was it satisfying the ending of the office it was satisfying i wouldn't say it's good it's not gonna hold up like some other series finales you know uh-huh. but it, it it's nice it's nice it's touching You'll see. So, it, so they put a nice bow on it, or, or is it something where it's like, oh, hey, they're they're making room for something else later? No, it's a nice bow, nice yeah. little bow. Cool. Are, are we all glad that they didn't do a Shrewd Farms spinoff? No. You wanted um, that to happen? I actually like Dwight. I like I like Raymond Dwight Wilson. too, but I think I don't know that that's a. Yeah, I, I mean, you don't want to turn Dwight into the fucking Fonz where he's upstairs in the attic, living in the attic and shit. I mean, you don't want that to happen. You like <laughs> you like Dwight enough. You're not. Why why do you need more of that character? 
You don't need more of that character. You, okay, you like you convinced me. Dude, I really, thought, me. I really thought that Moe's had a lot of room to explore as a character. <laughs> well, they wouldn't have had Moe's. We could have really learned a lot. No? They wouldn't have had Moe's, no, because Michael Schur, I think, is the name of the actor who plays Moe's. He's on, uh, he writes for Parks and Rec, I believe. So oh, he really? do it. Yeah. I mean, you can't write in the old trailer? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. I would imagine that would be a lot working on two shows at the same time in different capacities. So what you're saying is he writes for a better show now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Parks and Rec is a better show now. Uh, anyways. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's it for what we've been watching. We're going to take a little break, come back, and play a little game. So uh, stay tuned. You are about to see scenes from a serious movie that depicts one of the most amazing medical discoveries in the history of the world. Whatever you do, don't laugh. Well, what would you do if your could all of a sudden start to talk and sing? I will never understand women. I never know. Okay, not every performer could say that she's recommended by the AMA. Oh. It's just embarrassing. She doesn't want to be just another anonymous organ. I have a that can talk. She has a beautiful voice. Very nice. I feel I'm making a statement with this film, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Dick, I'm so glad I ended up with you. Me too. Me three. Are you ladies ready? You serve a box lunch? This is a uh, social document. Chatterbox. The story of a young woman who has a very unusual way of expressing herself. I wonder why they call it Chatterbox. This is the climax! Amen! everybody welcome back now uh, we played a game matt and i played a game a little while ago and uh, i kind of screwed it up i'm gonna be honest uh because the answer was jaws and i said jaws within the reading of the description uh, <laughs> you suck at that game uh, i'm terrible <laughs> i'm a bad person Thanks. did you really you said jaws during the oh buddy and i like it was like the last sentence of it and i go the problem with Jaws is, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, come on. It was so terrible. Did you, did you so put far. it on the show anyway? Oh, I put it on, oh, yeah, it's in the show. Horrible. I even like added a sad uh, uh, Price is Right terrible theme afterwards. <laughs> because I'm just, oh, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just sad. <laughs> All right, but we are going to play the game again. And damn if I'm not going to try to not say the name of it this time. Actually, it's Jaws. It's Jaws. It's Jaws. Son of a bitch! <laughs> <sighs> ah, too good at this game, Kanan. Too good at this game. <laughs> All right. I even got. I, I added. I, I got. I gussied up the theme music a little bit. It's that time again to play the game that proves how awesome and totally lame all internet trolls are. Let's play Name That Bad IMDb Review. <laughs> oh, gosh. I want to buy some polyester 
That's fucking good, right? Oh, that is, that is good. Awesome. But that's fucking IMDb good. IMDb reviews? Oh, my God. No, no, no. You, uh, <laughs> Laura does not listen to the podcast that her fiancé produces week in and almost damn near week out. Hey, you better get used to that, buddy, because my wife doesn't listen to anything that I've done ever, ever. It's not on purpose. <laughs> I am behind on all of my podcasts. I don't have time to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's the idea of the pod, uh, of the of this game for uh, for for anyone who hasn't uh, heard the game before. Now um, there are some great movies in the world. Movies that it seems that almost everybody loves. Almost everybody can agree on. You know, this film is awesome. Um. The internet does not work that way. I don't know if you know that. Because if there's something that the internet loves doing, it's contradicting things. So what I've done is I've gone to a movie. This is in the IMDb Top 250 Movies. So it's movies that are pretty well known. Mm -hmm. And um, I've gone to the worst reviews of them, pulled out a terrible review. I'm going to read that review, and I will have you guys try to guess the name of the movie. All right, here we go. I decided to watch this movie. This is a one-star And the title is, Can You Say Boring? I decided to watch this movie based on the great reviews it received. Unfortunately for me, it was a complete waste of time. I came into the movie knowing it was long, but was told it was worth it. The statement caused me to waste three hours of my life. Ooh, 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 ooh. You don't guess till it's done. (laughs) Otherwise, go ahead, guess. Tree of Life? No, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Okay. All right. Anyway, on to the reasons why it was a waste. The movie itself had a decent storyline. The problem with the movie, however, is that it's is that was that it, I'm reading this just how this dude wrote it. So, <laughs> was that it was the longest drawn out movie known to mankind. The movie could not have been, the movie could have been played out in literally 20 minutes based on what happened in the movie. Instead, viewers get to waste 30 minutes of watching a character. Crawl 20 feet through the sand, not saying a word. Against my better judgment, I continued watching, waiting for something spectacular to happen at the end. As the end approaches, viewers get to sit through another drawn-out scene of... And I'm not going to... That'll ruin it. After 10 minutes of watching that, I lost interest and thought I was gonna, and thought I was going to die anyway. Literally, it literally switches between cameras more times than I can count. The finale comes when I... Then the finale comes. When is... Ah, Hold on. I can't read this dude's writing. What I can't comprehend is how much time has been lost in this movie. I'm writing this review as a friendly favor to warn you that this lame excuse of a movie, because there is no one else... There was no one to warn me. It's how internet people write. I'm so sorry. There's a lot of participles, for sure. Yeah. A lot lot of words. So 30 minutes in the sand, crawling? Mm-hmm. To me, that's a dead giveaway. Yeah, I think I've got it. What is it? Lawrence of Arabia. Ooh, close but no. You know, I thought about that too, but I've never seen that movie, so I don't even know if I that's... don't think you've seen this one. I know, I know you haven't seen this one, Laura, so... Oh, this is going to... Um, I don't know. Top 250 of all time on IMDb. Huh. All right, let's... Uh, we'll start with a little hint here. Okay. Um, the movie is from 1966. That doesn't really help. Is it Dune? <laughs> Dune? Sand? You guys get it? Oh, that was the 80s, wasn't it? I yes, it was yeah. the 80s. <laughs> All right, here's a little more of a little little more of a hint for you. 
Let's not give it away. The good, the oh, bad, wow. and the ugly? Yeah. Wow. I've never seen it. No, I haven't. <laughs> it's on my to-watch list. Where, where's the 20 minutes of him crawling through the sand? What is that? I don't the, remember that. Yeah, it's there, there's a segment of him where he, he is kind of just like falling through the sand a little bit, and it's very kind of like, here's a long dissolve, here's a long dissolve. I don't want to oh, say it was right. 30 minutes. Dead. That's right, and he gets sunstroke and all that stuff. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Wow, wow. The, I, I, I never I would not have occurred to me in a million years for somebody to say this movie is boring. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like, oh, he's like this shootout at the end, man. It's just, it's like three dudes just standing there forever. <laughs> I'm like, that's one of the most tense scenes in movie history, dude. It's like they're just, they're, yeah, there is a thousand cuts, and yes, it takes a long time, but that's what's so awesome about it is that you're yeah, just really going, oh awesome. shit, oh shit, oh shit. And anyways, that's the um. That's the game. <laughs> you should flip wow. it around sometimes and read uh, a, a, a great fat, review of a, a shit film. Yes, I think that we may do that next time. <laughs> it really is great. It, it really is a great idea, man. You need to keep doing it. Really, right. it's, a, it's yeah. a great idea. I don't have one set up, but uh, this will be my outro. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good outro. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Just and that's perfect. the end of the game. <laughs> that's it. All right. Son of a bitch. All right. Anyways, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break right now. We're going to come back, and we are going to jump into our review of Star Trek Into Darkness. Go ahead and call. It's already Sorry. over. It's over, and you're ruining it all. Sorry. You can get it if you really want. Welcome back. We are going to now delve into our new review of the week. Uh, big week. Holy shit, is this thing making a boatload of money? Um, Too bad. Yeah, all right, hold shame. on. Let's just, all right, let's, let's play the trailer. You think you can't make mistakes? But the choices you make get yourself and everyone under your command killed but I believe in you Jim darkness is coming this could just be the beginning 
beginning of what? All-out war. I request permission to go after him. I cannot allow you to do this. Jim, you're not actually going after this guy, are you? Let's go get this son of a bitch. You are a poem, Kirk. Sir, there's a ship heading right for us. You can't even guarantee the safety of your own crew. We begin. I'm sorry. We're outnumbered, outgunned. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. I only know what I can do. Alright everybody, that was the trailer for Star Trek Into Darkness, uh, which released, uh, actually we got a, I think all of us here actually saw it uh, last Thursday at a uh, special little fan screening, as it were, mm-hmm. and uh, well let's let's start here. Um, I, I'm going to talk to the biggest nerd in the room, Star Trek nerd at least, uh, Laura, <laughs> tell, us, tell us about your, t- just tell us about Star Trek, just tell us about your relationship with Star Trek so people can kind of get a barometer as to, you know, what what kind of a fan you are and where this is coming from? Sure, I've gosh, I've watched Star Trek since I was a kid. I, I caught it by accident when I was really young. I was in elementary school. Uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. I even remember the episode Menasha Troy, the one where uh, Loxana Troy and uh, Deanna and Riker are kidnapped by the Ferengi. And aren't they naked in a hot tub in that episode? No, no, no. Or is that that's one? um oh shit, I can't remember that one. But that's the one with uh, Alexander. That that's a, like a wharf one. Alexander, let's can we can we all agree that Alexander episode, was basically the um no w- was, don't hate on Alexander no. Alexander was like the uh, what was the fucking kid's name in um, Brady Bunch Oliver Oliver he's like the Oliver no. of Star Trek no he's not Alexander no no Oliver less annoying than that oh oh no Alexander comes <laughs> Alexander uh, it's, as far, as far as kids characters go they could be worse they he, could he they gets, could be Wesley he gets Crusher. more important in Deep Space Nine but that's a whole other series. But uh, I, I've been watching. Hop it on for that a long mic time. there. I'm sorry. I've been on. I've watched it for a long time. Loyal fan. Uh, Next Gen is my favorite. It influenced me so much as a kid. When I heard Jean Luc Picard speak French, I began to study French because of Jean Luc Picard. And that's a little embarrassing because you know Patrick Stewart is not French at all. But that was a huge influence <laughs> on me. Uh, so I, I watched it. He's like the last. Did you shed a tear when that happened? No. <laughs> no. I'm just like, I, I felt bad for the French because I guess that meant that England won or something and all the French lost their accents. or I don't know. But uh, like he's the last, he's the last uh, actor that I have to get on my poster of autographs. So, I mean, huge, huge influence on me. Love Deep Space Nine. Voyager, uh, Enterprise, not so much. But... I'm a really big fan, and I do like some classic Trek, but that's not that's not my cast. That's not my crew. 
I'm a, I will always pick Picard over Kirk any day. But uh, as, as any normal human being would, I think. And I will say it is kind of weird. I, you did make fun of me when we started dating. I had never seen, because my father wasn't nerdy, and I actually got picked, he would tease me a lot about it. Uh, I never saw uh, any of the Next Generation movies in a theater. Huh. So I so Into Darkness actually was the first Star Trek movie I saw in a theater, and it breaks my heart a little. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up in a I'm 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 second generation geek, so it's like I I've not known a time where there's not been like sci-fi and Star Wars and Star Trek and comic books. I don't know a world where that doesn't exist because that was wow. always around me. So would you say I'm pretty? You know me best. I mean, like I said, but of of us three, you are you're the you're the Trek nerd of this yes. of this conversation yeah. for yeah. sure. We talked a little bit with Sean about uh, yeah. kind of his his bit, but he's about I'd, I'd say him and I are kind of about about yeah. the same. So while Picard, yeah. I'll, I'll admit this too. While Picard influenced me greatly with French and, and going to France and you know je parle français, uh, Q is my influence on becoming a smartass when I would get teased in school. Um, I even have the eyebrow, his eyebrow arch down to it. I even have some of those episodes. I, I will admit this. It's a little embarrassing. Some of those episodes I have committed to memory because I watched them so often. So I could say the lines. You can say the lines with the show. Yes. Only the Q episodes though. Those are the only ones I saw the most of, but yes. Wow. And, and how, you, many, hmm? how many Q episodes are there? What is it? There, I think there are seven in next gen, one in deep space nine, three in Voyager. <laughs> Wow! I told you yeah. she's a special gal. <laughs> wow! You know, I I gotta tell you, I I I couldn't. I I really tried to watch Voyager. I really did. But the her, her Janeway's voice, it's like it, it, she's like a, a you know, it's like a, a my 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 throat has been replaced by a cat throat, and that's why I talk. I can't. I it makes me <laughs> mental. That actually voice. wasn't upset me. I I'm very. I get that all the Star Treks have to kind of connect in some way. Like for example, the first episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation has DeForest Kelly as McCoy on it, you know, right. and the first episode of Deep Space Nine had Patrick Stewart, the first episode of Voyager had Armin Shimmerman as Quark. I get it. I know everyone huh. kind of ushers them in, you know, and there's some interconnectivity with them. <laughs> you what get, upset you me. You guys, you get bones. You get Quark. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, Quark, well, Quark's important, but then, of course, you know, uh, Bashir and, and Quark appeared in Next Gen on an episode, actually. But anyway, uh... I, I did not like how much Voyager relied on Deep Space Nine. Uh, not Deep Space Nine, but next-gen characters. I felt it was trying too hard to be like Next Generation. Not only sure. did they still queue away, Barkley was on there, Deanna Troy. And I, why would anyone want Barkley? No, no, Barkley's interesting. But deep, but Enterprise got it harder, though. They got the, it was all holodeck, uh, yeah. it was all holodeck simulation for Riker. They pulled a Dallas? Yes, they pulled a Dallas. I, felt, I have to feel bad for that show, but I didn't really like it either. I only got through maybe the first half of the pilot for Enterprise, and then I was I just, just kind of like, I'm it. bored. Scott Bakula is always, always quantum leap to me, so it's really tough. But anyway. Okay, yeah. Now let's, uh, okay, let's talk about, um, let's talk about the, the first Star Trek before we get into this one. And now, uh, in 2009, uh, they decided we're going to reboot Star Trek, and uh, they got J.J. Abrams to do it, who at that point had just done, I think he'd only done Mission Impossible at that point. I mean, he'd obviously Been done a lot of TV. Lost and Felicity, right? Yeah, 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 I said a lot of TV, but I think Mission Impossible 3, I think, was his only uh, directorial debut at that point. Point, if I'm not mistaken. Anyways. Yeah, Super 8 came out after that, I think. Yeah, and... Um, if it, only there was a way to look that up to yeah. see if there's only <laughs> something where we could look and see... I'm trying to monitor audio levels. I got a lot going on. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you uh, son of a bitch. Now I'm looking it up. But, so we're going to talk about Star Trek. I yeah, had to... 
Oh, I'm sorry. I, I like Mission Impossible Three. I thought it was good. Uh, you know, it's not great, but it, it, it didn't insult my intelligence watching it like the second one did, where we're jumping off of motorcycles and we're going to catch each other in midair and punch each other in the face. I mean, Seriously, I've never seen it. it. She, she's only like I, I. She saw four. She saw Ghost Protocol in the theater, and I saw the first one with you. Yeah, and then I and then I then I kind of. She's like, well, I, was, I haven't seen any of the original ones, so I got her to watch, you know, the Palma, and then. That's a whole nother discussion altogether, but um, yeah, it, and yes, it was this uh, Star Trek was his uh, second feature film. It after, is after uh, that, but um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed his his new take with with Star Trek, and it was a great bit of uh, you got a little bit of my you got some Star Wars in my Star Trek, and right. I, I enjoyed that. I thought that's a lot of what what that first one really needed. I be- totally agree because Star Trek has always been like it. It was it was the drier of the two for sure. It's sure. not cerebral. Come on. Well, it's true, but it's it's also very dry. There was never a ton of action, and the action was always comparable, I think, to like like a submarine movie. Yes. Whereas agreed. like Star Wars was like a dogfight. Yes. Some the, the, some episodes. Well, I you know, but you know others. what I mean. Just yeah. um, as a whole. The, the, the you know the other the other part to it too is that with with the, at least the Star Trek TV shows it, it, you know from an outsider's perspective because I did watch Next Generation I just didn't watch a ton of it it would make me crazy how uh, I, and this is going this is going to drive you mental but the, the all it seems to me all they ever talked about was how they shouldn't use the giant laser cannon they were standing in front of that's right in the background then why do you have the fucking laser cannon in the first place if we're not going to use it and that's why i always like the movies better it's like maybe we shouldn't use it but we have to use the laser cannon Let's use the laser. <clears throat> I hate to do this, yeah, nerd, here we but go. it's a phaser, not a laser cannon. Thank you very much. Anyway, it's <laughs> <laughs> mm, the phaser array. Sit nerd to stun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Gee whiz. But yeah, okay. So, um, I, I, I but you did, but Laura, you did like the uh, the J.J. Abrams, uh, the original new Star Trek. I admit, when it was announced. I was a little nervous. Well, I think everybody was. You know, because at that point, I think there had been way too much Star Trek. Like, the, it, there was way, there was oversaturation because there wasn't a break between series. You know, before Next Gen even finished, you had Deep Space Nine. Before Deep Space Nine even finished, there was Voyager. And before, you know, um, Enterprise started, you know, for, Voyager was still going. Or, you know, they were they were yeah. overlapping. And the the next gen movies were getting kind of I hate to say it it makes me hurt a little shitty I couldn't yeah, finish they got Nemesis progressively worse I yeah, I couldn't get, get through Nemesis I should give it a try because that's Tom Hardy and I didn't realize that until I was looking you know through stuff I was like oh that was Tom Hardy as Shinzon I'll have to give it a second try um, but it is I, better it is better now actually because <clears throat> I saw it in the movie theater when that came out Nemesis and I was so disappointed and I thought it was terrible. And if he's the clone of Picard, then why is he? Why 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 does he look so different? No, you know, I realize you were raised on a prison planet or whatever. That doesn't explain why your facial structure is completely different. Yeah. But hey, man, the so winds great. the uh, winds are crazy there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But I, mean, I, I was fed differently. Yeah, whatever. That's <laughs> okay. I uh, I liked it. I did have trepidation. I didn't go to see it in the theaters because I thought it. I can't picture anyone other than Leonard Nimoy as Spock. I didn't react as negatively <clears throat> as some people did when they, uh, I guess, more of the older generation of Star Trek fans. Because I've come to the realization that my Trek, my my generation, my Trekkie is a dying breed. We're getting replaced by the new Star Trek, and it's fine. 
I, I get it. Whatever. The, the times are changing. Uh, when I saw it with Adam, because I admit I didn't see it in the theater, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yes, it was more action, but it was more in the vein of the 60s show because as you talk about Star Trek when it comes to the finding it's more in a submarine, I compare classic Trek to Batman with the comical oh, fighting. Oh, it's not that bad. Well, but it is comical, though, to see, Pat, uh, not Patrick Stewart, but William Shatner, you know, punch yeah. and fight a Gorn yeah. well, or anyone else. So not I, a physical specimen I, at all. <laughs> I felt that it was more in that vein of, of classic Trek because it would be, I think it would be more difficult to see that kind of reaction with Next Gen. Next Gen was more on diplomacy and stuff. Picard, uh, Kirk's Enterprise was more on fighting etc. So, I mean, that that wasn't a big jump to me. I kind of expected it, but I did enjoy it. I, I actually really liked it. Yeah. So, all right. So, all around, I think that we all agree that the uh, the first the first outing of the new start... Oh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And not to mention, the out that they gave themselves was, I thought, very, very smart. The entire, hey, now that, you know, old Spock came through the, the time yeah. um, wormhole thing or whatever, now everything has changed, and now they aren't constrained to the... Uh, this horrible canon of star trek where people are such nerds about continuity you know i I admit i am too that where they wouldn't have to play inside this certain box now they can do whatever they would like and that was a big deal they even made a big deal we did this so that way we won't have to follow what the classic track did that series or anything so it's supposed to be all brand new right that's what i talked and that's what i talked about on my uh, (laughs) yeah they they basically i talked about this in my uh in my my parking lot review of uh into darkness which you can find at uh, thefilmfind.com click on the youtube subscribe button it'll send you right there um but basically, they pulled it back to the future with it. So it's like, here's an alternate 1985, and in this one, it's completely different from there. It's a fair game. Everything has changed. And, that was, and, now, and you're right. That was, that was the best opening ever to where it was just like, okay, now it's, it's all separate universe. doesn't mean that the stuff that we had before didn't happen. It just means that this is, is an offshoot of that one. So it's a completely alternate reality. It, it, was, it, was, it was a fantastic out. Which well, because they had learned, they had learned from they had learned from Star Wars that oh hey since this has to happen by the end of these these new these new movies it, there was no there there was no suspense you yeah. knew what was going to happen and they completely flipped it around and I mean you know Star Trek is. is Ten times more fun than those last Star Wars movies. I mean, a, a thousand <laughs> times more fun. Oh, yeah. It's nice to hear that. Like, oh, this Star Trek is better than your stupid Star Wars movies. You know, it's nice because we Trekkies get beat up on, you know, because we're no fun. But, sure. uh, but yeah, I dug that. And also, what was it? They're, even in Into Darkness, which we're about to get into, they make the big deal. Like, oh, we're going to get the promotion. We're going to get the five-year mission. So, obviously, all of this is set before... The series was supposed to take place. This is all the early years, right? So yeah. I want to establish that before we before I tear it apart. <laughs> uh, well, and, and you know the other part about the the first Star Trek movie. I know I'm hopping all, all over the place. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. The the, the 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 part that I really really loved about the first one is that whenever Chris Pine is is acting as Kirk, you know, like he's Kirk. But when Kirk, the the character of Kirk is acting and it's you know like shitty bad acting, have you noticed? He's actually doing a Shatner impression during those moments where he's where, where the character is acting in those moments where he's pretending <laughs> that he doesn't know what's going to happen during Kobayashi Maru when he, and he eats the apple and all that. And, he, and he's and he's very, very Shatnery in those moments. And, and, and I love those moments to death 
And I think a little bit of that was missing from from the new one, but we, we can t- get into that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, basically, uh, this um, let's uh, let's read off of the IMDb. I don't really want to do that because it kind of. All right, let's do it anyway. Fuck it. Are we going to get spoilery? At no, school? we are. We are going to get spoiler at some All point. Right. We're going to save some spoilers, and uh, we'll have a specific locked off section. So we're right now. We're going to talk some unused things. Just but the overview of it, right? Yeah, we'll get into spoilers pr- probably pretty quick because we we're going to assume, like I said, with the box <laughs> office and everything, that you know most people have probably seen this movie already. But uh, so we'll just do a little overview real quick, and then we'll head right into spoilers. But uh, IMDb re- uh, has the summary up as after the crew of the Enterprise find an unstoppable force of terror from. Within their own organization, Captain Kirk leads a manhunt to a war zone world to capture a one-manned weapon of mass destruction. Interesting how they use the word mass destruction and the 9-11 tribute thing at the end. Anyways. Yeah. That's odd. Uh, Yeah, basically this picks up uh, a little bit right after where the original Star Trek ended off. uh, And, you know, Kirk has his own ship now and it seems everything's going to go great and then not so much. All right, all right. First of all, let's let's all right. Let's go over this, um, Sean. What did you think of the movie overall? Well, I, I, it's good. I mean, I like the movie. It's good. It's not great. Um, it's it, it's it's fun. It's it's for a movie called Into the Darkness. There's a whole lot of comedy in it, which oh, yeah. I really I found surprising and I enjoyed it. I thought I thought that was good. Um, I think that when you put Benedict Cumberbatch, and don't get me wrong, I think Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto are, are, are good actors, and I like them in these roles specifically. I think they're good in, in, in these movies. But if you put those two guys in the same room with Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict fucking Cumberbatch yeah. is going to destroy whatever performance is around him because he is, honest to God, he is like the male version of Meryl Streep to me where he makes every actor around him look like porn star acting because he's so fucking amazing. Think of his lines in that movie and how in any other hands that is the cheesiest, worst villain you've ever seen. He is I I love him in this movie. I I love him. I I, I really went into it thinking that, oh, this is going to be a nice match between him and Pine and Quinto. And, you know, they'll be able to play each off of each other really well. But he just dwarfs every everyone he's around. He's such an amazing actor to me. Um, and that's real. That was really the big thing that I took away. There are there are a lot of problems with this movie as well. And, and you know, I saw it in 3D like like you did, uh, like you guys did. It, 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 this movie does not need 3D. It, it doesn't. It, it, I, I found it really distracting. Um, you know, I saw it with my buddy. My buddy said, you know, once they – once they – I don't think this is a spoiler because it's in the trailers. Once they jump off that cliff, yeah. you don't need those 3D glasses anymore. You, you don't need them because now – I know depth of field, blah, 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 whatever – but it's distracting from the performances, in, in my opinion. I could see that, but then again, like I, I enjoyed the 3D. But then again, I came off of Iron Man 3D, which I think had an even worse 3D. So I was like, I was to me comparison uh, from the comparison from Iron Man 3. I was like, oh, I actually like the 3D in this. So I guess almost from movie to movie, it kind of can depend. Uh. I didn't even really notice the 3D after the opening. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I could go. I could have gone without. But I feel that way about a lot of movies in 3D. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm I, I'm that way too. So so Adam, are you the only one who really seems to still like 3D between the three of us? Uh, I. I still kind of get I, I get a little bit of I get a little bit of joy out of when it's done well. Um, I I, sp- I really do like watching them watching a 3D movie that's actually been shot in 3D. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's a, that's a real big thing. I don't think right. Star Trek was shot. In oh 3D. no, it wasn't. It was shot in IMAX. But no, it was shot in regular. Just was 35. it? Oh, I thought. Well, it was. Well, it really? it was, well, not 35, 35, but it was. I it was, it was probably IMAX. red, more than likely mm-hmm. red or. Uh, what Genesis? Maybe. Well, you're just guessing right now. Goddamn it! I'm just you're guessing. Not- I'm gonna. <laughs> I know Red's website's got all their fam- famous movies on. So. <laughs> Listen, if you're gonna come on and just make me do work, I don't know that this relationship's no gonna work. I make no apologies, Adam. I put the asses in the seats and I walk out. That's true. <laughs> does what he does. Slams down the mic and says goodbye, everybody. I gotta go. Yeah, that's right. You know, I keep. I keep trying to. There's a. And our, you know, not to. I'm sorry to get off on a tangent here, but there's a guy who opens our show for us uh, every every month, and he owns the place. And I I keep having to tell him, look, dude, the way that performing works, because he wants, you know, in his heart of hearts, he wants to be a performer, and he's the greatest guy in the world. And I love that we we perform at his spot. But he he, he, I, I keep trying to tell him, dude, you need to Chris Rock this thing, Chris Rock the. You you, you you end on your best joke and you drop the mic, man. That's how you get out. Yeah. He he can't he can't Chris Rock the thing at the end of uh, of his intro because he hears a little bit of laughter and a little bit of response. He's they like, want more. this feels re- this feels really good. Yeah, let's try one more. And it ne- it never works out the way that he wants. And nothing shit. <laughs> that has a lot, and I know a lot of that has to do with Star Trek and everyone's love of Star Trek. <laughs> they want to keep hearing about my little local comedy show but at the same time it gave me enough of a chance <laughs> star trek into darkness was shot on the red so boom i was right, right uh, hey time. look at you Thank you. Thank look you. At you i get them where they count baby i get them where they count i stand back and i just go watch this one go over the fence <laughs> you've got your own show i pay for the money all right <laughs> i put it on the air no one all right <laughs> fucking all right what was i talking about so, so uh you know I, I, I liked it. It's to get back to Star Trek. I liked I, I, I did like it. And in yes, and once we get into spoiler territory, I can talk about some of the things that I don't like about it. But you know, it, it it's not near I, I don't love this nearly as much as I love the first one. Although I do have to say, going into this movie, I even said to myself before it started, because the first one, I love the first one so much, and on top of the fact that I love it. They even had Beastie Boys music in the first one. And I was like, they better have some fucking Beastie Boys in the second and one. Indeed. And they did. I find <laughs> that so jarring. I the just, Beastie- well, not the Beastie Boys. I dig the Beastie Boys. I find it jarring hearing it in a Star Trek movie. It just doesn't <laughs> seem to mesh to me. But Well, it's cool. I mean, like, think about it like this. Think about it as if somebody was, like, you know, in, in, a, in a movie today listening to old jazz. That's You're not going to sit there and just go, well, what the fuck is he listening to? You're going to go, right. oh, he's just listening uh, to jazz. I guess. <clears throat> are, are you saying that the, the Beastie Boys are not eternal and forever? Uh, In the 23rd <laughs> century, the Beastie Boys will be is. as relevant then as they are today. That's, that's right. I think that people are going to think that Adam Yawk is probably the Beethoven of the 20th and 21st century. I think okay. that's probably. Put that on his biography. <laughs> the, yes. <laughs> He'd be like, yes, please. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I seem to be 
from from everyone that I've talked to seeing this movie, I seem to be in the minority. There's people who really, really don't like this movie. Really, I thought I was in the minority. I, yeah, I'm. I'm in the oh. same. I, I think I'm in the same boat as, as you, Sean. And uh, I think because we've we've talked a little bit about it, Laura's got a little more hate for this thing than uh, than most other people do. But I think I'm in the same camp. Whereas, like, I I really enjoyed a lot of elements to it, but there were a couple of things that in the at the end of the day really just took away what could have made a great film and just made it a good film. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, the, uh, and, and if your movie has Simon Pegg in it, chances are I'm probably, I'm probably going to like it. He's great. To me, he's great again. And big fan of I run think, fat boy run. Uh, it, uh, that's a terrible movie. That's a but, terrible but, fucking movie. But that's all. <laughs> he was also a hired gun in that. I that's mean, true. Like, we have this really shitty movie script. Let's get someone funny to try to church this thing up, and it just it, you know it didn't work. But you know he is my friend that I saw the movie with. He 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 finds it a little distracting that it's Simon Pegg as as Scotty because he thinks that he thinks that. You can't see Simon Pegg without thinking that it's Simon Pegg, and I, I, I disagree. I, you know, I, I think he—he he is yes, he is. He is Simon Pegg in everything, but so was so was Gene Hackman. I mean, Gene Hackman was always Gene Hackman in, in in movies. It's just a variation on Gene Hackman. And God damn it, do I love Gene Hackman? Who doesn't? Right, Who and doesn't? and so I don't know I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just uh, agreeing. I, I'm I'm very uh, it feel it feels like I'm I'm trying to take over your show and I'm sorry. No, no, I, that's why we have people on, so I don't have to, you know, because I always because I always feel like I'm just going, hey, shut up and listen to me, everybody. So that's why I'm like, I want somebody. I'm so glad I got somebody who's uh, uh, willing to talk. <laughs> so that's good. But uh, all right, so let's um let, let's forego talking about whole about the whole story and everything. I think we can all pretty much agree, you know, the performances by and large were good overall. Benedict Cumberbatch is the man, man. And uh, let's just uh, let's hit the spoiler warning right now. Warning, warning. The following contains spoilers. You have been warned. All right, let's jump right into spoilers. Now, before anyone says anything, I, I, I want to talk for just half a second here about the most important part of this movie, the big reveal. And, and as we all know, you know, well, for the longest time, this, they were saying, it's not him, it's not him, it's not him. And then all of a sudden... I am Khan Supanusimpon. Hmm. <laughs> so that's pronounced Khan, right? Yes. Shut up. All right. That was funny. It was so funny in my head. It was... <laughs> I'm sorry, the hatred that I have for this film. In my this head, it was such a great thing. So <laughs> for after a long period of time, they kept saying, it's not Khan, it's not Khan, it's not Khan, and it's Khan. It's a, they're a, they're, get on your mic. They're big fat liars. I okay, I get it. The, we're going to have to revisit some characters. Some characters are really important or, or whatever. But when they did the first movie, they made a big deal. Hey, this is going to be new. We're going to do new uncharted territory. New, new, new. We're not going to you know be stuck in the same stuff from the past show. So to do the second film on con just like the original series movies the second film was on con oh my god like i started liking i started liking the movie i'm not going to lie i enjoyed it you know i i enjoyed it i like everyone in the movie i have no problems with any of the actors but when it's when it became obvious to me who benedict Cumberbatch really was i i got a little inkling of it with the the blood the vial that got added to that little girl's uh, medicine 
then oh, she started to get better. Well, okay, so, hmm? so Laura, that was that was your first tell for for him was yes. was the vial of blood. Yes, because I know I know the character Khan. I know uh, what he is. It is funny because I don't remember him ever having like giving out his blood as healing properties in the series. But whatever, things are different. So I was so, like, so so he's always had he's always had magical blood. Not always magical blood, but he is genetically enhanced. Yeah, that's they what, didn't even touch in that in the movie, which I don't think people I, that could be confusing for some. But before you you butt in, well, no, 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 this is going to be part of my point. No, no, I was just going to say that um, what, what a lot of people don't uh, realize is that they automatically think of Khan and they go to the to, to Star Trek Two, The Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. But yes. he did have an actual uh, original series episode called Space Seed, which I just watched recently in pre- preparation for this movie, as well as I just watched Wrath of Khan again. Yeah, and who told you he was in the original series? Uh, in listen, an episode? I'm Thank not going to sit. That's right, I know my stuff. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> just waiting for her pat on the back, ain't she? Can't even wait for it. I was going to say thank you, Laura, but now now that's retracted. That is retracted. <laughs> no, but that I was, was going to say thanks for pointing that out, Laura. I would have been unaware of that the whole time. <laughs> I thank know. you, Laura. But see, Jesus. before I saw the movie, I was betting that that um, he would actually be Gary Mitchell. That was my guess because now, explain were, to people who that is. Gary Mitchell's from the first. Um, First aired episode, not the official first episode of Star Trek, but the first aired where no man has gone before. Huh? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a lot of. I know it's a lot of stuff. I'm sorry. Uh, where he gets almost kind of like Q powers, like they Q like, but Q hasn't been discovered yet in that series. But they go to the galactic barrier. He gets hit. I'm sorry. He gets hit. He begins to have just omnipotent abilities, and he begins to get attracted to this character. This I can't remember the character's name, but she looks like. Um, Carol Marcus in the movie, the short crop blonde hair wearing the blues. I, I thought when I saw her, I was like, oh, then that's Gary Mitchell because they were making a big deal. Like he's this one guy is responsible for all this shit. And I was like, okay, it's a Gary Mitchell thing. Which that, would, which would have been interesting because, yes, because the majority of, of the people know don't know who the fuck that is. That not featured well, in the movie. You've featured explained him. it to me. I still don't know who that is. <laughs> it's in the, it's where no man has gone before. If you ever want to check it out on a uh, classic track. But anyway, so I thought, but when I saw the vile blood, I was like, okay, maybe it's con. And I was sitting there thinking, no, no, no. They said they weren't going to do that. That would be so fucking predictable. And what gave it away was when they were on Kronos, uh, and he's punching, Kirk's punching the shit out of, uh, I can't remember what his, John, John Harrison, John. Yeah. John Harrison, punching the shit out of him, and he's not taking any hit, he's obviously not hurt, and I sat in my chair thinking, there's only one person that Kirk has punched and he hasn't been hurt, and that was fucking Khan. I was like, I sat there like, that's, he's fucking Khan. God damn it. So, at that point, I, I was beginning to get a little irritated because... We're we're on a pattern of we're gonna do the same shit in in these movies. Uh, what real what was the 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 straw that broke the camel's back for me to start to really turn on this movie was the fucking ending. The, I now I would say probably Star Trek Wrath of Khan, Star Trek Two Wrath of Khan, and Star Trek First Contact from Next Generation are the best of the Star Trek movies. They are very enjoyable. I would say two maybe has a slight edge over Next Gen. I don't, I don't Maybe. know. Like having just watched, really having just watched two, um, I still think probably First Contact is probably the strongest of all the. Really, but it's it's very good because you know, this character has already been set up in the series. So when they discover him on SETI Alpha five or four, shit, now five? I can't remember the I think number. SETI Alpha five. Yeah, when they discover him, you know, if you're a Trekkie, you already know all this history of Khan, and you you know the the amount of hate and anger he has toward Kirk, which is what makes him do all the shit that he does. 
And, uh, it, it is, and Laura, does that happen in the series, or is that something that happens in between him on the show to the movie? I, I, oh, he gets banished to SETI Alpha 5 or 4. I'm, I think it's 5. I'm pretty it I'm like five. 90% sure He gets five. banished. So in the episode Space Seed, He's he's found by the Enterprise crew with like it's exactly like the movie with mm-hmm. seventy two uh, cryogenically frozen people, mm-hmm. but they happen to you discover know him. discover him and then they they kind of he thaws out and these other people are still kind of they're all still in stasis mm-hmm. and they discover who he is. There is the uh, an he's officer. from the nineties. A female officer, yeah, that, who is very knowledgeable of history and just begins to fall in love with the nature of Khan and then the actual guy. And I think, I can't, it's been a while since I've seen Spacey, but I do think that he does try to take over the ship at some point. But he's thwarted, and he and his 72 crew, as well as the, the woman that has fallen in love with him, are banished to this planet, which they say in the episode is habitable. They, they say it's ha- yeah, it's 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 it, like a typical class M planet, which is you know the normal Earth like planet. It's, it's scarce and everything, but they were like, look, you can try to do this. It's like you know Build he was like civilization in the nineties or whatever. He was like he was becoming like a big giant. I don't want to say dictator per se, but he was he was a he dictator. Was, yeah. he was the cause of the eugenics wars. Yes. So he was a big mm-hmm. leader, and they were like, you're going off to this planet, and uh, it's like you know you you rule the land. Now go try to rule this world, and he was actually stoked about it. Yeah, but it turns out that that planet was a shithole. Oops. Yeah, it's like a sandstorm, constant sandstorm planet, shithole, very tough. I mean, and since they are genetically engineered to be superhumans, basically, they are able to survive it. But the woman that Khan took with him, who he fell in love with and had a son with, dies on the planet. So he is just pissed. He's pissed at Kirk. He's blaming him for the, the death of his wife and the, the bad conditions that they're in. So he is super pissed. And that's all right. And it, it explains it. It explains why he's so angry. But but you're right. But see, that and that leads into the the non-motivation of Into Darkness. Well, I, where, guess he, like, I guess the like Admiral Marcus has taken the place of Kirk for the anger or whatever because he pretty much holds Screw hostage, which, okay, I get that. I understand that. But what upset me was... Not only are we taking Khan, okay, I can get that, I understand that, but now we're going to take that the the best scene, like the most emotional scene in the entire fucking movie is the ending where Spock sacrifices himself to save the rest of the fucking crew. And then right. there's that scene with Kirk and Spock, and it has meaning because before this event had happened, they had spent five years together on the Enterprise, they've, they've been friends, they've experienced a lot together, they fought against each other, they fought with, I mean... It, lots they've known each other for a long time because it was like it was actually 15 years since since the con episode yeah so it's very fucking emotional you know and and spock is dying there is a fucking funeral at the end of the movie the reason that they did the entire search for spock bullshit of episode of the third movie is because people were so pissed off that Kurt, that spock had been killed off you know <laughs> people were really upset so that's why and the only way that leonard nimoy would come back is if he could direct it yeah, so, which I mean, <laughs> Spock, Search for Spock isn't that bad, and Voyage Home isn't that bad, and yeah, it's when we get into five, it's, uh, it's bad. But, the whales. But, but two, I mean, that's suck. a very, and, and it's it's very emotional, and of course, everyone knows Shatner's gone! That scream. Yeah. yeah. So, I knew, I knew they were going to do it when I when Spock is running to I the back. I was praying that they weren't going to have, well, I didn't know that part. I, I, I didn't get that until they were doing, and I was like, the second he was back there, I was like, oh shit, this is no, where they're the going to do that. Or not Spock, but you Kirk. Have to, are you kidding me? You have to do that. You Here's the thing, though. Here's not in a movie mm-hmm. without having someone scream, and then the cameras no, no, no. up. Okay, before we, to to that, that. I, before we get to that, before we get to that, before we get to that, because that that I did Picard face palm. I think Adam probably saw me a Picard face palm when Quinto screamed Con. 
before we get to that part, when when Kirk ran to the back and the warp core is fucking up and then the ship right. isn't going to go and things are bad, when he when the moment that Scotty says, you know, it's the radiation, I was like, yeah. son of a bitch, they're going to redo that fucking scene and they're just going to flip him. <laughs> God damn it. And I got so mad because they were doing okay up to that point, but it felt so cheap. Like, geez, we can't think of how else to end this. You know what? Fuck it. That was a great scene. Let's redo it. But the problem with it is because Kirk and Spock have not known each other for that long. They still kind of have this adversarial part, you know, where they, they still kind of get pissy with each other. Well, that scene had no, I know you're wanting to say something, had no emotion. <laughs> that is what I was like. There's no way that this could work because they, they don't have that connection yet. And, and then, of course, fucking Spock saying con. I just, no, I'm sorry. No, it's bad when Shatner does something better than a good actor and Shatner did it better. But the same, Sorry. The, the, see, I don't have, for the most part, I was like, I'm okay if they kind of sort of want to recreate that scene in a way mm. that I don't have the problem with. There's several things that I have a problem with within that scene. <laughs> Number one is like, you know, go ahead and do that. But, but the whole, like, you know, him putting up the live long and prosper hand and Kirk putting it back. That makes no sense for that to reverse that way. Because why would he I be like waiting. live long and prosper for when you're going to die in the next four seconds? Also, I was waiting for the, I have been and will always be your friend. I was waiting for that. Well, yeah. Maybe they didn't do that. But anyway. It was, it was, it might as well have been. But it, the it, thing it, was, is that it made sense for Spock to do that in the original. And it was that logical thing for that character to do. The needs of do. the many outweigh the needs of the few Kirk or the one. Kirk is not yes. that guy. Nope. And and the other thing, there was no stakes in that fucking scene. Because with Spock, we knew Spock was going to die. Evidence with the funeral at the end. There there were the stakes. This was really going to happen. I knew they weren't going to let Kirk fucking die. Because yeah, who's one, letting Kirk die? Yeah, well, right. one, because you don't you want the series to continue because, you know, it's going to be a little cash cow for Paramount. They're going to want the money. But, one, we've demonstrated that Khan's blood is like Claire's blood from Heroes. Yeah, you I already said that. I yeah. said that's the second I was just like, oh, man, they're going to Heroes the fuck out of this thing. <laughs> you get some blood, you're going to be happy. And what what is that awkward scene where, where McCoy's playing with a triple? Mm-hmm. And Spot and Kirk's like, well, what are you doing with that triple? Oh, I'm just trying to reanimate it. Made a big deal on that scene. I was like, well, I know what's going to happen. They're going to somehow get... Um, they're someone's going to die. Someone's someone's going to die, and they're going to need that to bring him back. So I knew I knew he wasn't going to die. Sorry, I know that sounds probably so nerdy of me to like pick it apart, but that just upset me. Uh-oh, but that's how you do uh-oh, with uh-oh, movies. Laura, we, you've gone past nerdy. You went past <laughs> it. Just angered, it just angered. It just angered me because it was lazy for all the good writing up to then to the, for them to drop the ball and do this really shitty scene. But you're right, though. I mean, I I, I do agree with the the con part. It's like I almost don't have so much. I I I, I wish they wouldn't have done it. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. Even that, he said it so much in that, like, it's if you're going to yell that shit, fucking sell it. Also, you got it's got to be like a blood curdling kind of like make that shit count. And I don't, I don't think I don't think he made it count. I'll shut up because I other people want to talk and talk about, you know, this. Movie, I, but, are you kidding me? You have you have way more. You have way more cards in this, <laughs> in this game than Adam or I put together. I like the special effects. <laughs> but but for one, for them to make a big fucking deal. Hey, we're going to do it new. Everything's going to be new. And no, 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 it's not con. They relied on everyone's previous knowledge from everything for, to explain and connect the dots about Khan. But then again, I'm going to because take he the- didn't even introduce him by himself by his f- full name, did he? He just said, no. "I'm Khan. I'm not oh, Khan yeah. Noonien Singh." 
didn't yeah, yeah, say I that. Had, I hadn't thought of that. You're right. He, he, they, they did. They did rely on you knowing who Khan was. Yeah, That's because right. they do no. They do no explanation of how he became a super. The I yeah, mentioned the eugenics no war, eugenics none war. None of that shit. Other than he's more. He's got a higher intellect. And let's let's talk about another another stupid thing, which I would put money on. They shot later. Is the oh, whole the where Spock. where Spock oh. Prime comes in? Oh my God, no. <laughs> Oh, so wait so a minute. It, like it's just it's one of the worst tropes ever. It's called we don't have anything to explain to this, so let's put in somebody to explain it. How do you even get to Spock in the first place? Do you have some sort of intergalactic space phone no, that no, you no. call up your buddy on and just go, "Hey, what are you doing?" Well, they call him. Remember, because old Spock is stuck in that he can't get back to his old time, so he's stuck on New Vulcan. Yeah, he's stuck on New Vulcan. So that explains all right, it. So somebody's giving all right. So that yeah. I can explain. But the problem is, I would see Kirk calling old Kirk before Spock calling old Spock because really, Spock. You're, yeah, man, I, I, I that's a good point. Absolutely right. I would. Yeah. Man, by the way, how bad does Leonard Nimoy look? Bad? Yeah, Oof. I did notice he is. He's getting. I mean, he's uh, what, he in his eighties, right? One. He's in his eighties, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. So I mean, he's yeah, gonna I, look he's bad. got he's got those bad eyes that you have to worry about when you see him in your grandparents. Uh, are those like, going to oh, fall out? What's going to happen here? And yeah, that's just, what I'm saying. Can like, you still yeah. see me, Grandpa? <laughs> yeah, jeez, it's scary. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, how? But how, let's be honest. How terrible would it have been had we? <laughs> He just gave me the idea of Chris Pine going back to call <laughs> to call William Shatner and like his first. Hey, we wanted. To, what the fuck happened to you? No, no, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, I let myself go, didn't I? No, old Shatner. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, old Kirk would be like, "Hey, hey, young Kirk. Eat whatever you do, you can. <laughs> don't get pushed over a cliff. <laughs> that shit ain't cool, man. Listen, sure, we do all this bad shit, badass shit." <laughs> No matter, we, we, no matter how bad, no matter how bad Picard whines, you keep that fucking Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, but that was, that, that was my my problem, and that's what ruined it for me, and it makes it hard for me to enjoy the rest of that or any any bit of it because you, how am I going to know? So I, I and I did I did crack the joke in the theater for other Trekkies to hear because I knew Trekkies were in there. They were all wearing their shirts and badges of honor. Was, hey, I'm a big Trekkie. Oh, we're gonna skip. We're going to skip right over the search for Kirk and right into the whales, right? Boom. That's next. And oh, I heard man. some joke. I heard some laughs. I was like, yeah, because that's pretty much the tra- trajectory that we're going on. But I do also have to say I did not like the look of the Klingons. I thought they looked too lizard First of all, how now- dare you? Uh, how no, dare I did not. Madam, did the, not like it. The Klingons it. looked awesome for nah. a change instead of like a fat guy in a costume for <laughs> a change. They actually look like warriors coming out of there. But they're awesome ass Which helmets. Which Klingons on. are you looking at that don't look like warriors? Michael Dorn looks like look a warrior. Like Michael Gowron looked like a warrior. I mean, uh, there's there's a lot of them. Tony Tony Todd looks like a warrior. <laughs> Tony Todd looked. Yeah, you're, Tony you're, Todd was too skinny right to play now, that right though. Now you could be naming people from your high school. I have no idea who those. Oh, Tony <laughs> Todd played Kern, Worf's brother. Michael Dorn is. You know is who Candy Dorf. Man is. Oh, I know who Michael Dorn is. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Dorn, and then uh, Michael Garon was uh, not Garon. His name? What's his name? Oh shit! Michael Gambon as Worf's dad. I screwed up because Garon. He plays the I character. I want to see that. No, no, no. He plays the character. Garon. Is it Michael Gambon dead? Though? Oh shit! I fucked up his name. Sorry. Whoever played Garon, the old leader of the Klingons before all the shit happened with Deep Space Nine. Michael O'Reilly, maybe? I don't know. Never mind. Go on. Now we're really... <laughs> it feels like I'm spilling you, and I'm sorry I don't mean to. No, no, no. That... It's okay. I fucked that up. Michael Garron. Uh, I, I but I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to say this. As, mm-hmm. as, from the looks of the Klingons, 
Look at how it's how it's. You can't be pissed. I did at anything. like the look of the ship. The ship. The fact that they kind of merged the birds of the bird of prey yeah, from that was cool. I did like the ship, but like from from every iteration from original series on. I mean, and they even make fun of it in the Deep Space Nine kind of original series crossover episode where they look over the Klingons. And we're the like, Klingons. those are Klingons. You mean they? the Klingons? The Klingons. There's, <laughs> there's Klingons and Klingons. The Klingons. But he's like, what? They look like that, and you look like this. And he's like, "We don't talk about that." And that's it. It was it was such a great little thing. And so the, the look of Klingons evolve. Who cares? I won't. It, but they even they, uh, look. I have very limited knowledge of Star Trek, but something that I, I I saw an episode where they explain that off, where it's like the radiation. Some some Klingons have the, ra- the, the yeah the irradiated heads, Maybe. and some don't. Maybe Enterprise or Voyager? Because I, I, would, I wouldn't know because I, I quit watching those shows. But um, but I will say quickly the things I did like. I did yes. like some of the small callbacks because I, I caught them. The Trekkies will catch that. The Mud Incident or Mud's ship talking about Mud from the classic Trek. The Tribbles, of course. But some of it was a little ham-fisted, like the Nurse Chapel thing I thought was a little, oh, come on now, really? No, nah, but see, most people don't know that. I oh. didn't know that. I didn't get that. Uh, oh, I'll catch that. Because, I mean, it is little nods. But uh, I do have to admit, too, when I saw the Tribbles and then the in- interference with the Klingons, I thought maybe they would do something because, you know, the Klingons and Tribbles hate each other and they react crazy. They just unleashed Tribbles didn't. on the Klingons. Se- ser- seriously, the Klingons and the Tribbles hate each other? Yeah. Um, if you watch The Trouble with Tribbles and Classic Track or Trials and Tribulations in Deep Space Nine. Wow, I sound like an encyclopedia, don't I? Yeah, uh, a uh, sad, <laughs> nerdy encyclopedia. <laughs> tribbles, they're, they're popples, right? I mean, they, they look like popples. Yeah, but that's how they find the 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 uh, hidden Klingon is because the the Klingons are disgusted by them for some reason. They don't really explain why. But whenever a Tribble is near a Klingon, it just goes ape shit. It starts making a lot of noises and <laughs> stuff like that. So it's like a little Klingon detector. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I guess overall it's a uh, maybe. Let, let's let's sum it all up. So uh, uh, can can I can, go ahead? I, I gotta, Please, I got to go back for a minute because uh, and right to the beginning of this because when we welcome to the film point. find everybody. I'm your host. Oh, you meant <laughs> boom. Ah, you see what I did there? I did. I saw it. You funny. They they uh, <laughs> uh, when we started spoilers, we were talking about the the con reveal. And I have to tell you, the thing about this movie that surprised me is that I think this movie is the movie where I figured out that I don't think I'm the nerd that I thought I was. Because when 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 you figure out that that John, that John Sullivan Harrison, John, I think Harrison, it was Harrison, yeah. yeah. When you find out that John Harrison is actually Khan, when that big I am Khan, that that moment. My reaction was basically, I mean, it was like, I was like, oh, hey, that's that's pretty cool. That's but a the, thing. The, yeah, hey, that's that's pretty neat. That's that's neat. But the the woman sitting next to me <laughs> lost her fucking shit. And she, it was like she had won both showcases on the price. <laughs> price. It was so crazy about it. And I gotta tell you, maybe it makes me, it makes me a little sad. It makes me a little bit sad that there's like. Why am I not feeling the joy that this woman is obviously having from this? Like this woman, this woman is experiencing more joy from this fake spaceship movie than I have uh, for anything in the last fifteen years. And I've had, uh, I've got during which I've gotten married, I've had two kids, and it's not even close to the level of enjoyment that this woman got because, oh hey, the the fake spaceman is actually this other fake spaceman, <laughs> and, and it upset me a little bit. No, um, no, I think that should almost make you feel prouder. 
Because how, no, but, no, no, no. Because like that's how stupid people are. <laughs> that's what that's almost what defines stupid people is that you get joy out of the simplest stupid thing sometimes where it's just like this pencil has an eraser. I mean, like if that's the highlight of your day, God bless you. Keep on keeping on. But the, for most of us, that's not going to do it. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, but I, I can't. I, I, I want to feel that, Adam. I want to. I no, want to feel that level of of excitement over uh, over knowing that fake space band is other fake space band. I would love that. And the other thing that I really want to talk about before before we do the summation okay. is because we haven't even talked about her at all. Look, as as as, as infatuated not infatuated is the wrong word, but as um, they'll put you uh, up on charges for that. <laughs> well, no, no, no. As is. Um, as much as Laura likes Zachary Quinto is equal parts to how just how hot Zoe Saldana is in uh, is in these movies. I mean, she is just so amazingly hot in these movies. But boy, does she have nothing to do? No, well, it, not she's this a, one. For God's sake! I mean, what is what is she going to really do? She she spoke some Klingon. She did her job, and then she's mad at Spock for the rest of the movie, right? I mean, that's basically her job. She did it. She had a lot more than the original Ahura to do. That's true. Um, she's she's she is amazingly beautiful, and you know, I, I use this in my acts. So if you know, if you don't want me to say it, I won't. Go ahead. But, it's that to me. To me, she's so she's so like she's so hot that if you have a friend that's on the fence of being racist, you know, he's like, well, maybe maybe I could be racist. You just show him show him a couple of cutscenes from from Star Trek, and 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 they, they won't be racist anymore. That woman is so hot. You have been freed, my friend. That's right. Look, now you're not a racist anymore. Like, I mean, she's so. She, she's so pretty. I, I, you can't help it. Like I, I see her, I'm like, wow, that's pretty. That girl's pretty, pretty lady. What did you guys think of Alice Eve as Carol Marcus? Again, she was it, one of those that's like didn't have a whole hell of a lot to do. She was fine. You but... guys understand Carol Marcus's significance, right? Here we go. Yeah. Trick nerdiness coming. Uh, no, I, I do because I've because I've just rewatched some stuff recently. So go I, ahead. I don't, I don't know who it is. hit the reveals. All right, so Carol. So Marcus... this is spoilers for what will probably happen in later Star Trek films. Yes. Okay. So Carol Marcus, that's another nod uh, to past Star Trek stuff. Um, so are you familiar that Kirk has a son, right? That yes. was killed during the so the mother is Carol Marcus. Oh, so when so I was elbowing Adam at the end of the movie when she's like, "I'm happy I have a family now," and I was like elbowing family, Adam, like, "Get it, family, because the thing Cause she's gonna have a baby soon." That's all I can hey, think. Is, of. That, is that the, is that is that actress? And, and I could be totally off base here, but is that the same actress from the Orbit commercials? I don't uh, think so. No, no, no. A fresh, clean bed. Mm, that, that, it's that delicious. The is that the same woman? No, no. I don't. Well, I don't think so. Now I'm getting no because this this chick's actually English. The orbit chick now is not English. I know that. Really? Yeah. It, that's Adam Carolla, fake. Right? Yeah, she was on like Adam Carolla's podcast, and I learned she's not actually English. She's like from New York or something. <laughs> she really? was in Entourage. She was in that terrible movie that Laura loved, ATM. Oh my! Oh, that's why she looked familiar. Fuck that movie, ATM ass to mouth. Seriously, that's how bad this movie was. Hello. 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 Yeah. 
dirtiest thing said during the podcast. Men in Black Three. I didn't see that one yet, but yeah. Oh, she, she is in that. I. You know what? That that is a that was a a left hook to me. That movie. I, I like that movie. I heard there's it was. A, I heard it was decent. I never. There's saw a character it. in that movie that is so inventive and smart. I couldn't believe that it was in the third. <laughs> this isn't a Men in Black film. <laughs> this is this is interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, that'll be on the list. But uh, yeah, overall, uh, it was yeah. I, I, how old and like decrepit does Peter Weller look? Oh, holy smokes! Does he look like death on a stick? I did see something funny on Reddit though, where where I was reading discussion of the movie, and pe- a lot of people really loved it. So I felt that I was in the minority of someone who didn't really like this movie. But someone was like, "He's not really dead. He's actually going to be found by an alien race, and he'll be built back with animatronic parts. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to exert extreme justice." <laughs> that was funny. Which would actually be kind of amazing, <laughs> and probably better than RoboCop. Because uh, look. Am I going to be am I the only one who thinks RoboCop is actually a terrible movie? It's been a long time since I've seen it, so I have to rewatch it. It's not great. It's not great. And, and they're they're but because this is how they get this is how they get me. See, cuz they're <laughs> they're remaking it. Which I saw the like teaser trailer for. It looked good. There is nothing that would make me want to see that movie except Michael Keaton's in it. Well, now I'm all in. Michael Keaton's in your in, in your movie. I'm, I'm, I got to see it. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I love Michael Keaton. Me yeah. too, man. Me too. Yeah. But yeah. with Peter Weller, they showed their hand with that character just by casting him as that character. Because you're not hiring in Peter Weller just to be just a to nice be, general uh, good guy, right? I mean, of course he's shady. The second that Peter Weller shows up, you're like, oh, that guy's up to something. It's like pretty much everything he's been in, like you know, outside of RoboCop, is that shady motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that yeah, guy yeah. in Twenty Four, and yeah, yeah. You know, he, he, he's like you expect him to show up on set with a Hawaiian shirt and like a gun in his like in his belt. You know, <laughs> it's what he does, and he does it, it better than anybody. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, uh, any closing thoughts here, Laura? What do you? What do you? What do you so. You hate it. What, oh, what would you I give it out of five snarky. stars? I was snarky on Facebook. Uh, I'd give it two, but I was like Star Trek Into the Darkness. Two out of five. Have never seen the light. Yeah, that sounds uh, like a that's a that's like a terrible New York Posty kind of Peter. Kirk. Yeah, that yeah. really is New York. <laughs> Should have never seen the light. <laughs> and the no. person writing that, you know, that they're just like I'm a fucking genius. That's what I thought when I wrote it. But no, I, if you given the option, watch uh, watch Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. Don't watch this. But, but can I? So if because they're they're clearly going to make more of these. Do oh, you, of course. So are you going to are you going to see the next one with anticipation, or is it more like a like the way that I was going to see episode three of Star Wars, where it was like, God damn it, I got to go see that. But I don't. <laughs> Maybe know. a rental. I'm not going to kill myself to go see it in the theater. Nope. Wow, that's that's big talk. Yeah. yeah, and your 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 will then be husband will be going to see it by himself then. Okay. How many movies have you seen by yourself? Because I didn't want to bother. No, not many. There we go. Thanks. I forced her to see <laughs> some stuff that she was none too pleased with. Right. Mm-hmm. Tree of Life being the number one. I could like we were like the only two people in the theater. But I could. She didn't say anything. She was very polite through the whole thing. But I could feel the hate seething off of her, <laughs> hurtling towards the movie screen. <laughs> What's the what's the director of that movie? Terrence Malick. 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 You know, a lot of the people that I work with work with him on the New World. Yeah. And he has he has this uh, he has this statement that he used because he speaks in. I mean, he he he's a really great guy to work for, apparently. 
but he and he has all these like uh, his own like little speeches that he has. And so one day they're shooting, they're shooting out in this in this field, and there's a there, there's just a field full of beautiful flowers, and there's one yellow flower in all of this this field of white flowers. And Malik turns to my buddy, who's a prop master, and he goes, uh, "Steve, could you please pluck the rebel in the monoculture out there, please? <laughs> just, just awesome." The rebel in the monoculture, off the top of his head. Who talks? Just like exactly. Who speaks like that? It's amazing. It's awesome. <laughs> wow. I, I, I keep I keep diverging. I'm sorry. No, no, that up. is cool. It's it, yeah. He's he's a weird dude. I mean, like Affleck was talking about uh, the two the wonder thing, and he was just like, I never really saw a script. He was just like sit sit him down. It's like point the you know he points like look over that way. Now think about a childhood memory. What made you happy? What made you sad? Do this stuff. It's like it was all just based on feelings. He didn't know what script. He didn't know what was going on. He's just like, I want to see the movie because I want to know what the hell he was doing. What was I doing in that? I, he's like, mm, I could. I'll, I'll watch it because it's like it was like it was fun to work and everything was good. But like, I don't know what I made. Is 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 that how he was with Daredevil? Also, boom. <laughs> oh, now that's a zinger. I like Daredevil. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I like, but I like the director's cut more. We've talked a bit, about, a little bit about it on the show, but uh, I don't think that movie gets as it, it gets more shit than I think it deserves. It's not perfect. Oh, yes, I mean, obvi- yes, obviously, but it, you know, the problem with that movie is the is the problem that a lot of people have with comic book movies now is that there it is so serious. Yeah. It is so dark and so serious, and and. The only lighthearted moment is when him and Electra are fighting on the playground. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's, all right. Anyways. All right. I'll bring us back since I keep I keep getting us off topic. No, that's yeah. you you need to listen to more of these episodes because we that's that's all this show is is tangents. <laughs> Um, so what about you, Adam? I mean, uh, giving it a star rating, what would you, what would you give this? Out of five, I'm going three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. I I enjoyed it a lot. It's like those, it's like I said, it's those minor quibbles. It is like, I can get over him being con. I can get over, you know, retro conning. Get it? All right. Um, Yeah. You know, every now and then. Uh, but I, I, I can get over all of that stuff, but like, it really is the, the reversal of the death scene and, and Quinto screaming con that really, it almost took away like an entire star. Wow. Really? I, I, I was on the border of like really, really enjoying this. I mean, it, it was, it was good, but like, there's just, if, mm. if you have con in your movie, you have to have someone screaming con you know that you have, to. but if he did, if he could do, he could, he, it was just. I think they maybe they took the, maybe they uh, printed the wrong take. <laughs> there you go. That's what. No, I was, no, no. But if they or, printed the best take, my God. Wow. I, I think that's that's why I could never be like a major a major actor. I could perform or something, but I could never I could never act in in, in a movie like this because. Zachary Quinto knows that's bullshit. <laughs> Zachary Quinto does not want to have to scream con. Of yeah. course he doesn't want to have to scream that shit. He knows what that fucking shit looks like. And now and now he's like he's like a half ass and god. I mean that's what I would be doing too. God. <laughs> yes, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Jerry Lewis is Spock. 
<laughs> oh, God. Yeah. We're done. Laura's <laughs> looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, yeah, this is what I do. All right. And, and you, sir, where do you lie on this? Um, Star Trek you know, I think I, I think I'm going to give it uh, three and a half also. You know, it's it it it, it didn't insult me um because, just because i'm not a i'm not a huge star trek fan but i i i, I do enjoy it I, again there are there's some stuff in this that are just, that's just ridiculous but it it it's it's good it's a good you know it, i liked it, it it's it, it, if somebody says to me hey what's your favorite movie of the summer it's sure as shit not going to be this but it was good <laughs> I'm uh, I'm really interested. I'm sad that uh, we have uh, Man of Steel still left, and I think that's as far as comic book movies and maybe comic book sci-fi stuff. I think that may be the hopefully that, that's maybe the only thing that we're kind of hanging our hanging our hopes on for the rest of the summer now is if that's going to be good or not. And it's just Zack Snyder can put out great stuff, and he can put out stuff that's like oh, not so much. Well, you know, but don't don't forget too, man. That the 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 secret movie hasn't come out yet. Like, there's always one movie a summer where you're like, "Wow, I did not expect that to be that good." Right. And and that and where is it? Is it Wolverine? Is it The Lone Ranger? Is you know what what movie is that is going to be that movie? Because you know that one summer, Pirates of the Caribbean just took me com- the first one. Just completely shocked the shit. There's no reason why that movie is as good as it is, and yeah. it is. So you know, who knows? I am looking forward to Superman as well. I'm I am very very nervous over again that it's a yet another brooding. This time, this time, it's not enough that Superman is also you know a little bit lonely because he's Superman. This time, he's also a sailor. I mean, come on, man, come on. Superman but, is in the greatest catch. Well, I mean, uh, that's basically what they're doing, right? Because you have to think that the end of that movie is going to end with him becoming Clark Kent, the reporter, by the end of that movie, right? I guess so. I mean, there's so much of it. Like, the trailer is so fucking ambitious. It, well, there's uh, so much going on. It's like, how are you going to cram this into a two, maybe two and a half hour movie? How are you going to cram it all in there, man? It seems like right. so much stuff to cover. Right, I, I am. I, you know, uh, don't don't get me wrong. I am looking forward to it. I, I do want to see it, but I'm I, I'm I have not I have not uh, attached my ego to that movie in any oh, way. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm still. I'm. It's like cautiously optimistic. That's as best right. I'm going in with. Yeah, and, and that's probably you know that's probably a safe bet. That it's and also what else has this guy done? Who, who who's who's Superman? What else has he done? He was in the Tudors. That's how I know him. Uh, yeah, he was in that. Uh, crap, what was his name? Uh, is, is is he good in it? Yes, I love the Tudors. The Tudors is an excellent series. If yeah. anyone's interested in you know kings and medieval shit from London, uh, from England, but he was good in that. So I have hopes. Is, when I heard he was announced, I was like, okay, I know who he is. I know who Kent Henry Cavill is. I'm I'm interested. Let's see. But okay, and but uh, to ramp it all up though, with with Star Trek, and now that JJ is going, uh, it has gotten these the other crown in the, the other jewel in the crown of of nerddom is now going on to Star Wars. What are our thoughts with with that, Laura? You look like you have something. I just hope he stays there and doesn't come back to Star Trek. <laughs> How dare you, madam? <laughs> well, he, he can go play. 
he can go play there. There, Star well, Wars fans are already used to disappointment. So that's true. <laughs> oh, that is true. That is really, really true. As much as we all are like, yeah, they're gonna be. I'm going in. I'm going in with such lowered expectations. It's like well, as yeah. long as it has, ends with credits, I'll, I'll be okay. I, you know, I, I, I have since, since Laura's been confessing left and right this episode. I have a confession to make as well, which is the, I, the first time I saw I came out of Star Wars Episode One. I can remember thinking that I liked that movie. Oh, we all did. Oh, yes. Everybody convinced themselves to just like, no, that was good. That yeah. was good. I liked yeah. that, didn't I? Because I did see. I didn't see Midnight, but I saw it the opening day. Yeah, I remember I bought tickets well in advance. I, I you know, I, I can remember walking out like, wow, he has not, he has not missed a beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look back on it now, and you're like, wow, they they really are talking about trade finance here way for way too long. <laughs> there's there's things about it. It's like honestly, I think the. The real killer of that movie is not even Jar Jar. It's no. Jake Lloyd. Yes, Jake is. Lloyd is is the weak link in that movie. Jar Jar sucks. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's a, he's not great. He's a he's a horrible character. Yes. But Jake Lloyd's performance is just absolutely astonishingly bad. The only good thing about that Are movie you an is angel? fuck off. That's so <laughs> oh <my> terrible. Yeah. <laughs> But the crazy Darth part Maul is, is like when you go part. when you go back and look at some of the behind the scenes stuff. There were there were two kids that were going for Anakin, and you literally hear Lucas say, "This kid is the better actor," but I got a good feeling about this kid. Wow! So You're like you the, fucking idiot. Who's the other kid? I have no idea. He's probably not even done a thing. Oh, uh, because what what I was hoping to hear was like, and that other person was someone amazing and really famous. That other child was Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> no, no, he was like probably thirteen. No, he wasn't that old. He's probably like 10. I don't know. He might have could have been in that role. He was busy making holes when that movie came out. Holes, bitches. <laughs> I love I love that damn movie. I've anyway, seen it. I've heard it's good. So, uh, what what do you so uh, what do you think uh Adam, what do you think about about JJ Abrams getting the reins of Star Wars? Um I, I don't have so much trepidation with him getting the reins so much as I do where they go with it. I right. think he's a very capable director. I think whatever he does is going to be very serviceable to the fans. He's come out uh, and said, "Hey, I'm." He, he said it even you know in Star Trek days. He's like, "I was never really a Star Trek fan. I was always a Star Wars guy. I tried right. to get into Trek, really couldn't do it that much. Star Wars was my bag." So to yeah. see him, you know, to see a fan get a hold of you know the ultimate prize is is something. It's going to be interesting to see. But because no one else outside of Lucas, and you can argue whether or not he's a fan of his own movies by the way he's treated some of them. But, yeah, but what, he's a what, fan what, of Akira what? Kurosawa. <laughs> but he, you know, he's the first fan to ever really get a hold of yeah. the director's chair, and I, I hope that bodes well for it. But who's to say? But then again, I, I again, I'm not really cool about where they're going with it. I wish they would have just said, okay, we're going to. You know, get away from the Skywalker family altogether and, like, you know, go off and do some, like, you know, Knights of the Old Republic stuff or set stuff way in the future or way yeah, in the past. Or... Look, look, man, you, you, you have to do that stuff now because, I, I mean, realistically, how much time does Harrison Ford have left on this hey, planet? Hey, man, we put years? Fred Astaire into a vacuum cleaner commercial that was <laughs> very hey, fucking talking, good. It's talking about 20 years, maybe, that he has left. This, the, Disney is going to be making Star Wars movies until we're all dead. I mean, yeah. we, we all know that. Mm-hmm. 
So you have to finish off the Star Wars legend somewhere. Why don't we get them while they can still, you know, while they, everyone still has their faculties? Why, why, why you know, and, and we have the, you have the best bet you're going to have to make that a, a movie that will be enjoyable for us as Star Wars nerds to watch. Because you're, if you do it 20 years from now, if you do it 25 years from now, you, it's too late. You're not right. going to be able to get everybody. You'll have you'll have ancient Carrie Fisher because there's no way that the other two actors are going to live that long. It's just not going to happen. It's like I said, I'm 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 hopeful, but I'm I'm not I'm not going in going this is going to be amazing. I'm going in going please God please let this be good. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a bit better and. Uh, and I, we are we are the subject of the fool me once kind of thing, so I don't think anybody's going to be going. I, I hope nobody's going to be going in with the whole just like this is what's going to do it. Let me let me ask you this question because I I, 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 I answered my own question on Facebook the other day, but you they got to bring in a new. You know they have to bring in a new Han Solo. There's, they're going to have they're going to have young Han Solo doing a bunch of awesome shit. So who is the actor who is going to be that guy to you? And that's tough because that's another game that I would like to play is like recast the classic thing. Uh-huh. And um, to, to like who would we get today to play this? And that's a lot of problem. And that's it's, it's got to be it's got to be it's got to be a kid. I mean, it can't you can't have Nathan Fillion because you'll run into the same problem. Which Nathan is Fillion's already like 45 years old. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's, he's too old already to play young Han Solo. So you need someone young enough, someone who is. Who who is cool enough and sexy enough to ladies and that that doesn't make guys fucking crazy when they're like, oh, he's so cool. Like, I mean, yeah. you a very Harrison Fordy type person. So because I ha- I have the person that I think best suits that, and it made people crazy. Lay it on me. Are you fucking kidding me with that? But that's what they were saying to me. And you gotta stay with me for a second. Okay. My, my, my kids, my kids watch this show, uh, uh, the show Supernatural. Have you ever seen Supernatural? I've heard of it, have not seen it. The first season of that show is really hard to watch, but after that, it gets pretty good. And and Ben Edlin is one of the writers on that show, which should, if you know, you know his work. If you don't know the name, he's the guy who created the Tick. No, oh, yeah, the the character, the Tick in the TV show. Um. And so you see moments of him in the show, which makes it cool. But the 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 guy who I want to have cast as as the new Han Solo is because there's two the the two main characters are brothers, mm-hmm. Sam and Dean Winchester, and uh, Sam is just uh, you know I mean he's he's this cute kid, but Dean is the uh, is the older brother, and he's like Tiff. And uh, the the kid who plays Dean Winchester, I think should should be the the new Han Solo. I'm trying to find Jensen real- Eccles. There you go, Jensen Eccles is his name. That dude to me could totally pull it off. He's young enough, he's cool enough. But the people who hate that guy, and it's all dudes who hate that guy. Women don't hate that guy. Yeah, the dudes who hate that guy hate that guy with a screaming passion because I I I, I would get like instant instant messages from people are you fucking crazy like stuff like that yeah um, I mean, but looking I, at him, he, I, he looks like you might could pull that off he could totally pull it off man i mean think of him think of him with the bandolier and all he'd look fucking great yeah it's it's so who knows where the hell they're gonna go with this i don't know yeah 
It's not. That's. I. I think that's. To me, that, that that's a fun thing. Is to kind of bummed to, though. What go? I dig the expanded universe. The Throne trilogy by Timothy Zahn was so good, and it's null and void now. Uh, what if it was all written, that knowledge what, that I have? It out? Really, they wiped it out. The 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 trilogy. Yeah, it's all it's all done. Like they're like that. It's no longer canon. None of it. Wha- so uh, all this shit that I have read and stored in my brain, I have all this knowledge of the expanded universe, Mara Jade, Talon Card, all these characters. Bam, they don't exist anymore. So wow. I'm like ah, wasted. How do you now? And see, people make fun of me for not reading books. What about Dash? Who's Rin- just won the day? <laughs> what about Dash Rindar? Is he gone too? I guess he technically would be canon because that took As place Shadow between, the yeah, Shadow yeah. of the Empire. That's it between uh, Empire, Empire and uh, Return. That's, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. That is still around, but like all the stuff past Return of the Jedi uh, is. We're we're burying the lead here, though. Adam, did you just did you just not only admit, but also seem cocky about not reading about not reading books? <laughs> I read comics. I do. Uh, I, I do read. I do read. I do read books, but I, I don't read a lot of fiction. I read a lot of. I read nonfiction mostly. Oh yeah. And by read, okay. he means listening to an audiobook. I listen to some <laughs> audiobooks, but I read actual <laughs> books too. Don't fucking out me all like 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 I don't read any book. There's plenty of books up there that I've read. Not a lot of them. Now a lot of them what's are for the, show. What, Let's be what, honest. What's the old What's the old Dan Savage advice? If you go over to someone's house and they and they don't own books, do not fuck that person. Yeah. Is that the old Dan Savage? I have a bunch yeah. of books. Adam does not really. Yeah. Oh, well, look. Yeah, you got a bunch of books, but they're a lot of a lot of paperback. I'm. I. I got. Shut up. Anyways, I don't read. All right. I'll admit it. I but uh, I've look, read about look, maybe a dozen or so actual novel novels in my entire life. You should be. I've been more of a movie guy. You really should be embarrassed by that. Not cocky like your George W. Bush. <laughs> I don't read. <laughs> I shouldn't, but you know, I, look, I'm not proud of the fact that I don't read. But I, you know, <laughs> that may that may have come off wrong. <laughs> that really does make me sound like the most ignorant moron. <laughs> but I'm not. I I wish I could read more, but I either a don't have the time and and b well. You're right. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, but you that's know what? That's not reading. That's listening. Okay, will you just shut up and let me finish my sentence? I don't do it. I can't listen to fiction like that. I can listen to nonfiction like that, but actual fiction is, is difficult for me to listen to. And and I, and I got a lot of stuff to do. I'm moving and shaking. I, I got know. 2001 screenings I'm making here, baby. I'm trying to make some bank. I know, yeah. but on a fake there's one of podcast. those audiobooks you were listening to. I guess it was about Miramax or indie films back in the 90s. Yeah, great book. There, there's there's two in the series, uh, Re- Easy Riders, Raging Bulls, and, oh, fuck, what was the second one called? But anyway, They're both like, by Peter like, Benskin. Like, the guy who reads it, it's very monotone and like this, and I could fall asleep oh. to it very easily. I'd rather read the fucking book anyway. All right. <laughs> read books, children, okay? All right. You done? Good? Happy? You happy hey, that I'm telling the kids to read? We came full circle because you just did Reading Rainbow, and that has LeVar Burton, who is Jordy LaForge. I was waiting. <laughs> I was going to say something funny. I couldn't think of it. I, I was pointing slow. at him to, to make a comment, but he didn't say anything. So I, I was, like, I right, really, I was just like, off. oh, I was going to say something stupid, but it's just like, the, this is why <laughs> this, his, name is Toby. Toby. his name is Toby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, LeVar Burton, you will be missed. He's not dead. <laughs> no, he's not. He was in. Uh, he was in. I didn't mention this, but I saw um, uh, the Asylum film Zombie Apocalypse. My brother actually bought it on Blu-ray. Never even watched it, but he just goes here, watch this. He like whenever I'm over at his house, he'll like you know hand me like six, seven Blu-rays or something he's gotten. 
and uh, it's a terrible movie. And he's he's in it as a Lavar Burton's in it as a scientist, and whew, it's bad. He doesn't give a fuck. He's got Star Trek syndication money. He's yeah, set. He don't care. Yeah, you, like that guy needs to work. I taught kids to read. No, you didn't teach them to read, Lavar. I taught them to read. <laughs> <laughs> drops the mic and that's and i can fix a spaceship um my crazy so uh, uh, uh are, are we wrapped up here yeah all right so yeah that is it we have uh two pretty much like it for most part and one fuck off movie <laughs> all right so that is it everybody that is your film I was almost about to say Film Find 5, but this was clearly more than five minutes. <laughs> That's the Film Find for this week. Uh, next week, uh, we got two movies coming out, two big movies, uh, and who knows which one's going to take the reins. We got We got Fast and Furious 6 and Ugh. Hangover 3, two Ugh. movies Laura couldn't care less about. Now, fat, Hangover 3 can suck a fat one. I don't care. But boy, do I, I kind of I want to go see Fast 6. I don't care. I, I've n- I haven't seen a single one of those. One I've only is, seen the first one. One so. is terrible. One is a, one's a terrible movie, but it's a, it's terrible enough that you can laugh at how dumb it is, and especially yeah. now because like and the, the big racing thing, trend it inspired. Yeah. Oh my god. The gosh. big thing. The big thing that's funny about watching the original again is that the thing that they're stealing is DVD players. <laughs> that was like the big thing. That was just like, yeah, we're gonna make this huge heist, man. There's all these DVD players in this truck. It's like now wow. you can get a DVD player for just wow. nothing. That is great. And they were like, and so it's like, why are they going to get DVD plans? <laughs> we're going to steal plan? this truck full of beepers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's that level of shit now. And it's my like, own beeper shop, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's... Technology cyclical. Yeah. There's that, like, four, <laughs> like, I, two and two's absolutely terrible. I still haven't seen three. Four is, like, four is so bad, but it's, like, one that is so bad you can make fun of it, but... Fast and Furious 5 was actually pretty good. Is it's it? not a great movie, but it's it's an entertaining enough watch. And really the, the person that does that is, you know, The Rock. Sure, cuz he's awesome. Is the uh, so this is the 6th one? This is number 6. Wow. And again, it's one of those ones where it's like, "Oh, you got The Rock in this." Well, you'll have somebody with personality because Paul Walker doesn't have any personality. Vin Diesel is like a s- sack of wet rags. So, <laughs> you know, you actually have somebody in there can, who can put oh, a little charisma you know into the movie. That's the that could be the Dark Horse movie is um uh uh um Riddick. That, that you're be, right. That, that may come out of good. nowhere and surprise a lot of people. Though the Chronicles of Riddick was a piece of shit. It is bad, but that first movie Pitch Black is yeah. is good. I mean, that's a good movie. Um I like that movie. The 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 third one because that director isn't isn't the the director of that movie also the writer of that movie? Am I right? I think so. It's been a the, long, long time. And and because that that dude takes chances and and he does the because uh, uh, he he wrote a submarine movie. Man, if there's only something we could some we could look this up. But he uh, David Tally Tally. That's it. Yeah. That guy because he he wrote a he wrote and, and directed a submarine movie too. That's that's not terrible. It's, I mean, it's not great, but it's not terrible either. And he took chances in that too. Like interesting chances. I mean, and yeah, you know, I got, I, I'm sorry. I, I keep going off topic and I have to go. I have to <laughs> He's got to do his stuff. I've got a show to do for God's sake. All right. So yeah, that is it. But, uh, we, we, uh, I don't know if Matt will be back, but, uh, we're probably, I'm thinking we're probably going to do fast six hangover movies. Like uh, most overrated comedies of the last 15 years. Just 
just terrible. I mean, I mean, not 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 terrible, but just not nearly as funny as everyone likes to make them out to be. So maybe Fast Six, maybe we'll do some other stuff. But in order for you guys to keep up on that, I want you to go to thefilmfind.com. There you will find the links to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us, uh, subscribe to us on uh, YouTube. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, if you click on the right hand side or the left hand side of the page, you will see a buy tickets. That's where, if you are in a, the Charlotte area, you can go ahead and reserve your tickets to see 2001: A Space Odyssey at Concord Mills AMC 24 on June 20th. It is going to be a big deal, so please go and do that. Uh, that that is it. Oh, and if you go and subscribe to us on iTunes, please go leave a comment, and uh, that that really helps us out, and it'll help other people find this show. So if you like what you're getting, help other people like what we're getting, what we're giving to you guys for absolutely nothing. We're losing money on this. We 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 do it for the love. We do it for the love. I don't know. Sounds good. sounds good, right? Anyways, that is your film find episode for this week. Uh, for uh, Sean Keenan, Laura McCarriger, I'm Adam Borges, and we will see you guys next. See ya. Later. You and I must make a pact. We must bring salvation back. Where there is love, I'll be there. I'll reach out my hand to you. I'll have faith in all you do. Just call my name and I'll be Podcast verte, bitch. You gotta understand. What did you say? Podcast verte? Verite. Oh, 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 I'm sorry, Miss Language. <laughs> so sorry. It's French for truth. Oh, is it? Is that what that means? Yes. <laughs> verite. Truth. Here's the truth. Shut it. Hey, hey. Take it easy. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get into a little, uh, a little game here. Fun stuff. I'm not going to fuck it up this time. Why are you rolling your eyes at me? I wasn't rolling my eyes at you. <laughs> I look like a roll of the eyes. Sorry, my contacts are a little dry. No, that's what they mean. That's what they all say. Look, she said she had to deal with cars on fire, Adam. Yeah. All yeah. right? It was she pretty wild. Moisture. Nice cover story. No, all the lanes were stopped. I'm serious. Okay. I'm sure you could find it on the internet. There was a car on fire. <laughs> look on the internet, bro. Look on the internet. It's over there.
So do I look it up? Car on fire. Car on fire. It'll just come, uh, the first Google result is car on fire. Oh, <laughs> it all checks out. 